Okay, good morning, everyone. Today is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. And um, we have a, a fair amount of news to report. Nothing super substantial, but enough that will actually keep us uh, pretty occupied mentally. So first off, I want to start off with something that happened, I think, yesterday or the day prior regarding Citibank, a bank in the U.S. They essentially, long story short were handling certain debts of a company called, from what I understand, I believe it was called Revlin, from my understanding, if I can see here. But anyways, long story short, this company owed a bunch of debts to a bunch of different creditors, and Citibank was helping them um, pay off the debts slowly, and they were using... India, uh, they were outsourcing and using certain Indian comp- third-party companies to help do that and things like that. It's like, okay, fine, right? Long story short, Citibank accidentally transferred, instead of $1.7 million, they transferred $900 million, American USD dollars, to all of the creditors that were owed, and most of that money wasn't due for another two to three years. Now, Citibank went to court, and a Supreme Court judge ruled, from my understanding, that because of the way in which the law works, not just in New York and or in the States, but in, you know, in most countries is that once you pay the bank, whether you wanted to pay the bank, um, whether it was an accident or not, whether you paid the wrong bill or not, the bank can keep the money because by law, if the bank doesn't know that you made a mistake on their end, they're assuming they're receiving a payment and they have the right to allocate that payment wherever they want. So when it happens with the bank, it happens and it's in the bank's favor there's no problem but when the bank when one of the banks does this for the rest of you know for the small creditors that they owe money to and that Revlin owes money to all of a sudden it's a big thing now Citibank is going to appeal this decision from my understanding but i don't think it's going to stand because again the supreme court judge has ruled the, ruled that the law applies both ways so the creditors were actually owed money and now that i believe they've all been paid in full and apparently this company, Revlin, does not have a good background. And it seems like, you know what? Uh, I guess we could argue karma slapped the bank back in the face. Again, For the, I, I really like the fact that, you know, we first had the GameStop thing and then we have this. It's sort of like this resurgence of, you know, the little guy trying to fight back just based off of not even fighting back, just letting the, you know, the the giants, if we want to use a David and Goliath example, step on their own feet. I know it doesn't happen as often as we'd like, but the fact that this GameStop thing happened a few weeks ago or about a month ago, whenever it was, and then this happened just yesterday or the day before, it really makes me smile because it's great to see that not only are you know these big institutions not really being held accountable, but their screw-ups are causing them to do things that they didn't plan to do. And I like that because, again, I'm sure it's happened to you guys. It's happened to me. You guys ever want to like pay your mortgage or pay a bill and you pay the wrong bill and you call the bank and you say, listen, I didn't mean to pay that bill or I didn't mean to pay this or that. I want to put it towards this and the bank goes, well, too bad. We can't do anything about it. That money's been allocated to whichever thing you paid for. And you say to the bank, to the, you know, the person you're speaking to at the bank, no, but that wasn't my original intention. They say, too bad. But then when the when it happens to the bank, the bank is going nuts. And the way I see part of my English here, I'm going to swear, but you know what? Good fucking riddance. Because I love to see this kind of stuff happen. And um, it just goes to show, like, look, I don't care politically where you stand. Everybody right now, good or bad, I think we can all admit, myself, yourself, most people need help financially. And let's face it, this is fantastic. This is a great thing to see when these things happen. So, again... Maybe you don't like the the stance I take on this, but I think most of you would agree with me, if not all of you. Now, the next thing is that CNN has now banned, very quietly, by the way, because, again, we have to be consistent. So let's put it this way. 
the the reason why I did the morning episodes is because this is what the media doesn't report on, and this is why sometimes it's good to have stations like Fox News, although they are controversial in a lot of ways. Fox News is the only news outlet that seemed to report on this. Now there may be a few other ones, but the mainstream media has a way of kind of you know pushing certain articles to the side when they could still argue, no, we we covered it. Yeah, you covered it, but how much attention did you give it, right? And so. What I'm saying here is that, uh, sorry if you don't know what I'm talking about, CNN banned Chris Cuomo from interviewing his brother because his brother's being investigated by the FBI now because of, you know, hiding the nursing home numbers and all that, right? This is the problem, by the way, and I just wrote this down last night because uh, I found it to be very important to speak about. This is the problem with keeping all the cushy, nice jobs within the circle, you know, with the elites, keeping them in the circle. I mean, I don't care what side you take politically, but to say that people like Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo are not part of the elites at some extent, maybe not top of the top, but they're part of that ladder. Come on. Of course they are. Of course they are. Right. So to people who say, no, they're not, I'm not saying they're bad people, but I'm also not saying they're good people. That's not for me to tell you guys. Right. But at the same time, the point I'm trying to make here is that again, CNN should report publicly the same way they cover the Ted Cruz snowstorm because we got to be consistent. Right. Like I said yesterday, the Ted Cruz storm, uh, the Ted Cruz story about going to Cancun got five times more coverage than the Andrew Cuomo thing. I think both are equally as bad. So the point is, is that you should cover both equally, but they don't. So the point here is CNN should say, listen, publicly, they should have Wolf Blitzer, Anderson Cooper, you name it, Don Lemon say, listen, we know him personally here at the studio, at the, at the, at the network on CNN, but we want to say, because we want to be fair news reporters, Chris Cuomo's not allowed to interview his brother because of what's occurring, but they won't say that. Not even on the, on the weekend episodes when anyone barely watches, they won't say that. How is that not consistent? You got to be consistent. If my brother screwed up and he was a public figure, okay, my younger brother, and something happened to him, I would come on here and tell you guys right away, listen, I'm not trying to sound controversial, but I'm not going to be interviewing him because of this, this, and that. I would say it the same day. And I would say, listen, you know what? My brother's at fault and it's better if I don't interview him. And that's it. Not even that. They try to quietly hide it and say, Chris, no, 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 just don't talk to him. Like, what the hell? You know, anyways, the next thing is that United Airlines has grounded 24, from my understanding, Boeing 777s after the engine failed midair in uh, in Denver there. Look, I don't blame them. I, like I said, Boeing's got some interesting faults and mistakes that seem to be constantly popping up, especially in the last few years. So it's unfortunate to hear, particularly because from what I understand, I think I could be wrong here, but I think Boeing's an American company. So it's unfortunate to see, you know, these types of things occur from a business sense. But from a safety uh, stance, this is the right thing to do, right? The next thing. Excuse me. The next thing is that Italy's ambassador to the Democratic Republic of Congo has been killed in an attack on a U.N. envoy, United Nations envoy, according to the Italian foreign ministry. The last time I can think of something like this was probably Benghazi. Um, it's unfortunate when these things happen. Again, this is the the sadness of you know the con- the the conflicts between you know you know the, um, the United Nations ambassadors and the military and private contractors and things like this. It's a tough world out there, man. It's so sad to say when you take up these types of jobs, especially to these types of countries. And I'm not saying anything about the people of Congo. They're fantastic. I actually know a couple of people from there. Uh, I'm talking about more of the regime than anything else. Um, When you see that and you look, you got to assume some responsibility and assume some risk. If you're going to be an ambassador of any kind from any country 
and you're heading to places that are sometimes stable, sometimes unstable. Again, no disrespect to the people of the country. I'm talking more about the regimes, right? The next thing is that uh, news just broke that Trump offered Kim Jong-un a ride home on Air Force One. I think when they met, I forgot if it was in Switzerland or when Kim Jong-un came to the White. I think he came or when Trump went. I don't know. Anyways, he offered him a, a ride back on Air Force One. I don't know. It makes me laugh. Look, whether you like Trump or not, I don't know how the hell that would have happened. I mean, Air Force One would have just dropped them off and then they would have just came back to Washington. Like, I mean, that's kind of funny if you ask me. But anyways, um, it's it's it sounds like something Trump would do, whether or not that's good or bad. It's not for me to 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 impose on you guys. But I think ultimately, when we look at all of it, we have to say, OK, like what the hell is uh, what's going on there? Right. It's kind of it's kind of funny. It's kind of make, it makes you giggle. Right. So the media is going to try to slander it. I think, again, we got to be consistent, too. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> There's nothing else I can think of to comment on that. Um, a, a genocide in the country of Tigray occurred. Uh, nothing. Well, okay, hold on. Sorry, that sounds terrible. I, what I mean to say is that not the largest genocide they've had, but still a genocide nonetheless. I want to make that very clear, which is still very, very bad. Um, but at the same time, when we look at the videos, it's so sad to see. And we could see it's all over Twitter, and we see the bodies. They look like mutilated human bodies. It's so sad. Um, <clears throat> it's unfortunate when these things happen. And again, the problem is with these types of, of nations is that again, if we're going to every four to eight years, because the U S is a, is a national powerhouse every four to eight years, the administration and regime in the United States changes. And so each administration has their own goal. Should we focus more on things at home in the West or should we focus on helping other countries? And so I don't want to sit here and say, you know, guys, this is what we got to do in order to fix these things because we can talk all we want, but if the next administration after Biden or if the current administration, which is Biden, doesn't come and help these things like these other countries and, and these people there, these very nice people that are very sadly getting hurt, then what's the point in discussing it? And I'm not trying to say that we should ignore it. I'm just trying to say it's kind of like congressional and Senate hearings. What's the point of having these hearings if no action is going to be taken afterwards? So for me, it's either we don't do it or if we do it to help other countries, we go all the way. And I'm not trying to tell, give you guys an opinion. I'm just trying to say, let's take both stances here. If you think that we shouldn't and we should be you know, more nationalist in the West, then that's I respect that. But if you think we should help, then there, I don't, personally, in my opinion, I don't see a point in, in laying out a plan to help if, it, if an administration is not going to actually make a difference, right? And again, maybe I sound like a, you know, a bureaucrat saying that, but ultimately it, we have to have faith if not then what's the point and i mean it's terrible to say but it's also great to say so it depends on how you view it glass half full glass half empty right the next thing is that biden's relief package from what i understand and what has been reported hasn't passed and it's a joke compared to what he had promised on the campaign look i'm not saying that i'm gonna hold them up to every expectation on the campaign i didn't do that with trump i didn't do that with obama even way before i started the show so we'll be consistent but it's like man biden can sign an executive order to scrap health care uh, sorry um sorry to give medicare for all and to scrap student debt He won't do it. Why? I wonder why. <coughs> donors. <coughs> Corporate donors. It's that simple. It's that simple. So, look, will he cancel student debt under 10 grand? From what I understand, yes. Has it happened yet? No, but fine. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, guys, right? But then when we look at the other side, students are saying 10 grand is, is, is good, thank you, but it's not enough. We need at least 50 grand cleared. Not happening. He won't do it, right? So, 
whatever. The, the whole point here is that I get it. When you make promises, when you campaign, someone as a, as a citizen who's, excuse me, as a citizen who's watching the person campaigning, you got to look at it and you got to say, okay, maybe a little bit less of what they promised is going to come through. And let's just assume worst case, 50% of what they promised is going gonna, is gonna to happen. But not even 50% has happened of what Biden's wanted to do or promised. So again, the next thing is the, the devil's advocate argument to that as well. You know, he's still better than Trump because, you know, he's filling in positions Trump didn't. And there's more COG, which it stands for continuity of government. There's more fluidity and things like that. Look, that's debatable. It truly is, right? When you look at him uh, signing an executive order to suddenly increase insulin prices when Trump dropped it. Now, I'm not saying that's just, you know, there's a lot of mistakes Trump made. But I, I would dare to argue there's a lot of good things he did, too. At the same time, a lot of mistakes Biden made and a lot of good things Biden's done, too. Let's look at both sides and be consistent. Trump dropped insulin prices. Biden's quietly signed an executive order to jack it back up again. What does that tell us? Again, corporate donors, right? The next thing is that the UK police were asked. Excuse me, my. My throat's still sore from Saturday's live stream, believe it or not. UK police asked to respond to a banner saying that, and the banner said, and I quote, being offensive is an offense. I get, and the UK police seemed to kind of just guard it so no one took it down or so. I, I don't know. Look, I'm not even going to touch on that and I'll tell you why. I think in my opinion, and I'll give you, I'll tell you this is when my opinion comes in. It's a total waste of time talking about, you know, being offensive and things like this. It's very simple. If you incite violence or if you imply violence or whatever, fine. Other than that, it's free speech. If you're not threatening someone or you're not harming someone or you're not verbally harassing them or what have you, it's free speech. So if this statement wants to be made, then so be it. It's not for me to tell you guys what we can think of that, right? Or sorry, what I can think of that. Now, you, the next thing is that USA Today did a poll and found that almost half of all Republicans are willing to ditch the GOP for Trump. Interesting. Again, it's debatable. Is this going to split up the party or is this only going to reinvigorate more passion and emotion? And the, the thing then becomes, okay, how much of that can we control? Because some of it might get violent. Others, other, other scenarios of it might be staged and we don't know. Um, look, people will go where they want to go. I think it's time for a third party, not just in the States, but okay. So I live in Canada, right? The two main parties are the liberal party and the conservative party. And the thing is, though, is we have a third party and a fourth one. We have a third party called uh, NDP. I believe it stands for the New Democratic Party. And then we have another party called the Green Party. And I think the Green Party is also their own version in the U.S. too. Or we have our own version here, whatever, vice versa. And what I find interesting, though, is that it's almost like the NDP and Bernie Sanders seems to be sort of like the American version of NDP or NDP is the Canadian version of Bernie Sanders, whichever way you want to look at it. It's almost like a third individual or independent or parties always there just to, for appearances. They never win, but just to say, hey, guys, look, we got it, you know, sort of like how and everyone knows this, this isn't even a conspiracy. The DNC rigged in 2016 and in 2020 the Democratic caucuses and the Democratic conventions against Bernie. Now, you could argue for 2020, he had a heart attack. It wouldn't look good. But still, it's technically speaking, you're not supposed to rig anything for anyone. Right. And everyone knows that, too. So, again, hard to hard to say, but uh, I did want to say it. So and that's the thing, too. Will Republicans be divided? I don't know. It's kind of like what the Democrats, what the media is not mentioning is that, you know, half the Democrats want the whole defund the police. The other half are saying that, you know, uh, Democrats chanting defund the police is giving them a bad name. But just because the media doesn't cover it doesn't mean it's not out there, right? 
The next thing is that EU, the European Union, is uh, considering putting sanctions on Russia. I guess for the Navalny thing and all that. Look, again, he doesn't care. He knows how much he can push it. And Putin, I'm talking about, he knows how much the EU is going to respond and when they won't. Don't get me wrong. The sanctions hurt for Russia. But he doesn't care. There's so many things that he's got other, you know, concerns for. It's almost like these sanctions mean nothing to him. So, And I'm not trying to defend him. I'm just saying when you look at the guy, I've watched a ton of documentaries on him. One thing I can tell you is he's extremely smart. Whether he's good or bad is not for me to say. But whether he's good or bad, he's extremely smart and sharp. And I can tell you right now, sanctions don't seem to bug him that much. Maybe every so often they're, you know, a pain in his ass, so to speak. Or, you know, a nail in his spine, if you want to call it. But I don't think anything super crazy that I don't think he loses sleep over it, to tell you the truth. Um, the next thing is that four Pakistani female aid workers were shot dead by assailants in Pakistan. That, see, th this is so unfortunate when I hear these things. Just like the, t the Tigray genocide. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to comment on that. You know, other than I I'm not trying to encourage it at all. But because uh, some people say, you know, Dave, when you say these things happen, it means that you want to let it slide. No, but I don't have the solution for it. So if I don't have the solution, I'm not going to comment on something I don't have a solution for. I'd rather tell you I don't have the solution. You know, um, so I think ultimately, look, it has to do with constant reform, but we don't know. Is there was this an intelligence operation? What what was this? We don't know. As we know, there are hundreds, if not thousands of intelligence and counterintelligence operations and counter counterintelligence operations going on all over the world between many different countries, friendly and non friendly. So, I mean, could that have been part of it? Who knows? Could this have been a cover-up story? I'm not trying to, you know, disrespect the souls of the people, of the woman who, um, of the aid workers who passed away, not at all. But we got to look at all the angles. We got to call it like it is, right? Uh, or no, not call it like it is, but call it as it might be. Sorry. The next thing or the final thing is that James Franco finally settled a lawsuit alleging him of sexually um, misbehaving or sexual misconduct at this acting school that he funded. It was two girls. that accused him of not assault um but just sexual misconduct saying he kind of came on to them the suit has now been settled but allegedly according to an article i just read before i started recording this the girls had backed out in terms of like they they were they were retracting their statements and accusations maybe they got offered money or maybe uh, he mr franco did not actually advance on them I'm only covering it because I don't really like to cover celebrity stuff. I'd rather cover stuff going on around the world, things that actually, you know, mean something. No offense to the celebrities. But honestly, like, I bring this up because, again, we have to keep our finger on the pulse with cancel culture and, the you know, sexual assault stuff. And either way, in a lot of cases, sexual assault, it, it's terrible. Again, but the problem is, is you have a few bad apples that just accuse people. And I'm not saying James Franco, because I don't know the specifics of the case. I obviously wasn't there. So I want to be totally truthful with you guys. I'm just saying in general, you have a few bad apples, men and women, that make accusations that end up ruining it for everybody else. And it's so terrible for them. Because the ones that are actually telling the truth went through a lot and suffered tremendously. Emotionally, spiritually, mentally. And so, I, you know, it's just one of those things. Like I can't... I. It's just terrible. It's terrible. But anyways, guys, thank you so much uh, for the members on Patreon. We got a members only episode coming out later today. And of course, we have the regularly scheduled afternoon episode coming out as well. So guys, thank you so much for watching and we'll catch you guys either later on today or tomorrow. Cheers.